had I never been forced to think about a plan B, I might still to this day be working for someone else. Like sometimes it has to get so uncomfortable or so scary. Um, I never actually lost my job, but I watched everyone my age get laid off and it forced me to answer the question for myself. Well, what would I love to do? Welcome to the Words of a Warrior podcast. I'm Candy Wheeler, your host and founder of Warrior Women Retreats, internationally recognized conscious business coach, motivational speaker and author, but most importantly, human. On a journey just like you are. And together, we'll explore insights, tools, and practices to help you recognize your worth, see your potential, and bet on yourself so you can up-level your life, leadership, and business. Each week, I will bring you profound wisdom, words of encouragement, and real stories of fierce resilience from inspiring creatives, artists, activists, and entrepreneurs. Trade in fear, worry, and self-doubt for deep healing, sacred remembrance, and divine inspiration to follow your excitement and connect with your true purpose. Grab your journal and get ready to take your power back. Welcome back, everyone. I am here with best-selling author, motivational speaker, business boss, and the powerhouse woman herself. <laughs> Hi, Lindsay Shorts. How are you today? How are you feeling? Oh my goodness. Well, I am so, you and I are both like grinning ear to ear already. It's not even five minutes into our chat and my cheeks hurt. So <laughs> I just love any time I get to connect with women like you and all of your listeners. So this is like the best part of my week so far. This really is a dream job. I love that we both started our podcast. I mean, you've definitely inspired the journey for me, just like going for it and killing it in your podcast and sharing all this value with so many women. And even just starting this out, I felt so supported by you, the Powerhouse Women community and everybody that has been a part of this journey. And I love that we're just kind of like living our dreams right now. It's true. You know, it used to be something I would say in jest as a joke when I was, and you know, my background, when I sold yeah. carpet for a living yeah. and people would say, how are you? And I'd be like, oh, just living the dream. And I had a sense of humor about it. I wasn't resigned. I wasn't like cynical about it, but it was a joke. It's like, Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, living the dream, just, you know, going to work every day. But I'm like, wow, now, now I actually am. And mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that every day is perfect, but it really is a life that I've designed, a life I've created. And I think that for me, at least that was the dream. It's not the dream for everyone, but that really, for me, feels like fulfillment. Yeah. And speaking of that, I know so many women in our community does know who you are, but for everyone that doesn't know who you are, can you share a little bit about your story and just how Powerhouse Women has come to be one of the largest, most epic, inspiring communities there is in, you know, all over the world at this point. Now, I know you've expanded with the podcast and we've got you know, fan like clubs in Ghana, Africa and everywhere else. And so I know this hasn't always been the case for you though. Like you just mentioned at one point you were selling carpet. So can you share with everyone a little bit about your story and just how you got here? 
Sure. I, I imagine not many women on your show have that kind of origin story from selling carpet to selling dreams. I don't know. Um, and I, but I do think that where I've been is a place that a lot of women can find themselves. Either you might be there now, or you might be able to relate. I know Candy and I, you've, we've had tons of conversations just about this, you know, making the leap, making the scary leap into doing some of the things you really feel you were put on this earth to do. And my journey unfolded um, in a way that was so perfect for me. And it, is full of so many lessons. So the short version of it is I, I moved to Arizona. I did sell carpet. That is not like a euphemism for something. I, I sold commercial flooring. That was my job. And I knew pretty early on, it wasn't for me forever. I really had kind of like this entrepreneurship bug, but I didn't know that that's what it was. And I think this relates to the season that we're in right now with COVID too. You know, sometimes when the world as we know it stops, it forces us to get real about what's not working. And this was back in 2008. So I had come out of college. I always joked, this was my first big girl job. And I moved from Wisconsin to Phoenix, not knowing a soul. And as I started to get kind of like into my now job, the recession hit. So here I was in commercial construction and it was, it didn't take very long for me to piece together that, Hey, maybe this ideal dream life of get a good job, get a degree, you know, um, get a 401k and like you're set. I, that, that might not be true given the, the economy that we were finding ourselves in. So it wasn't like, I was like, Oh, this is such a lie. I was lied to. It was like, Hey, I think things have changed time to just reimagine some things. So I'm so grateful for that period of time because I can honestly tell you, Girl Scouts Honor, had I never been forced to think about a plan B, I might still to this day be working for someone else. Like sometimes it has to get so uncomfortable or so scary. Um, I never actually lost my job, but I watched everyone my age get laid off and it forced me to answer the question for myself. Well, what would I love to do? which seems like a weird question to ask yourself in a recession. It should be like, what would be the most stable? And I was like, no, no, no. If I'm going to work, what would I love to do? So I started this little health and wellness business on the side, grew that to the point where I turned in my carpet samples, you know, like went full time, like the laptop lifestyle. But here's what no one could tell from looking at just the surface. I had, you know, grown a pretty successful business, got recognition by the company. It was a network marketing company, loved what I, I actually did love what I, what I was doing, but I knew deep down, I was playing at maybe 70% of my potential. And the tricky part about that is I could give 70% and get all the outward acknowledgement rewards, make money. But there came a point where I could no longer ignore that I knew there was more for me. And it was this tension between the outward world saying, wow, you're so amazing. Look at what you've done. And inside this little voice was screaming, you have no idea what I'm actually capable of. But it was so tempting to stay there. It was tempting to stay in, you know, my zone of excellence. I could, I could produce results. It was pretty comfortable. I didn't have to get uncomfortable in order to, to show up in the world and look like a big deal. And then... I think we have these moments in life where our higher self gets the opportunity to cut through the noise. And what happened was a woman had approached me about a writing program and said, you know, a book could be a really great 
um, tool for you to establish yourself as an expert in health and wellness. And I, I don't know what came over me that day. Like I literally don't even really remember why. Cause I was like, well, I'm not a writer. I'm not going to write a book, but what came out of my mouth was the fact that I, I would have conversations with women all around me and they would say like, gosh, it's so cool what you've done. It's, it's amazing. This, this business you've created, I wish I could do that. And then in the next breath, they would share why they were scared or they didn't feel ready or they didn't think they were enough. And every time it made me sit back, you, you and I have these conversations all the time. And I would be like, hold on. Did no one tell you everything you're describing is what it feels like to right. be an entrepreneur or start a business. And that literally, so I ended up writing the book. Well, fast forward, you know, it, it inspired, um, this live event, the podcast, everything that people see now, as far as powerhouse women, but it all came on the heels of me finally being willing to step past what was comfortable just to see what was on the other side of dipping my toe into 75%, 80%. Oh, now we're getting uncomfortable. Now it's starting to get real, but it literally changed my life. And I just want to lead the way and have other women go on that journey, not for me, but for themselves, because who you become in the process is an unbelievable version of yourself that like you can't even imagine. Yeah. And the powerhouse women events started out as sort of a celebration, right? Like the book came out and it was just sort of this idea, like what if I had an event with some women to come together and celebrate the book? And you had no idea that it was going to unfold into what it is now. Can you talk a little bit about that journey? Because I know you didn't even mean for it to turn into this no. massive event. <laughs> I legit, and I can't remember how much of like these like little funny stories around this we've shared with each other. But I mean, I was like going to have it at my house. I was just going to have like a couple <laughs> people over. And really, because the publisher said, you know, you should have a book launch event. You should celebrate it. And I was like, well, this book really isn't about me, but you know, what would it look like to have these real conversations? Cause the book was really inspired by just the desire to have more of these honest conversations. Like for women to know, I, I still get scared. I'm still, I still feel like an imposter most of the time. Cause I'm always raising the bar on myself. And I just think more women need to hear that from people that they look up to on the internet or think have achieved success. I, I feel like we just need to like Yes, you can read it in a book, you, you can hear it on a podcast, but I want to look in their eyes and, and tell them like, this is what it feels like you're going in the right direction. Um. So um, it evolved beyond having it in my living room. Thank goodness. <laughs> and we had this half day event. It was beautiful. I've, I've shared the story on other shows before about how I found an event planner to help me. Um, she was my spin instructor and I stalked her on Instagram like a total weirdo and found out <laughs> she was an event planner, right? So like all these little, these little synchronicities have happened in order for this event to come to life. And then afterward, women said, I, I wish there was more. I wish this wasn't a full day event. I only did a half day. You know, when's the next one? And I was like, hold on. <laughs> that was a one time thing. But again, there was something in me that was like, well, maybe. Like, who knows? Maybe, maybe we'll do this again. This was, you know, when, when you start to step into that beyond your whatever your zone you're playing in now, 60%, 70%, when you start to push the limits of that, you know, first it was like being, going through the year of writing the book and then planning this event, it, you get a little dangerous. Cause you're like, Ooh, okay. I didn't die. That was yeah. scary. I didn't die. <laughs> and wow, did I grow? Okay. Mm -hmm. What now? 
And it almost becomes like the healthiest addiction I've ever had to always just seeing like, okay, well that, that worked out. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it didn't, but I learned something now. what? So it really, it turned into way more than I ever planned. Um, and now we're, uh, we, we technically went worldwide last year. We did a, an international event, but Ooh. this year, um, <laughs> you know, having the ability, which I know we'll talk about later, but to mm-hmm. make it more accessible to women around the globe. So it's cool to yeah. see how it's all unfolded. It's somewhat of a blessing in disguise, if you would, with everything, which I'm excited to dive into that a little bit later. But when I hear about your journey, every time I see where the shift was, and I think all women really need to hear this. It goes from, am I enough for this? Am I worthy of this? Right? We get a goal and we're like, do I deserve to have that happen for me in my life? And it's like the wrong question entirely, right? Mm. Like we're, I think we're every day we're trading our lives for something and we get to ask ourselves, is this worthy of me? When I see what happened for you with Powerhouse Women, it went from, am I worthy of this to uh, what, who do I need to be to make this happen? Yeah. Who do I need in my corner? Who do I need help from? Where can I get this help? Like, who's the person that's going to help me make this happen? And one of the things that you say all the time is uh, you're not meant to do it alone. Yeah. Was there something that occurred for you that really had you understand that you weren't supposed to be alone in it and that you could actually let down your guard to receive help from other people around you? Yeah. Oh, that's such a great question. And I joke all the time that the reason we are not meant to do this alone became the motto of powerhouse women is I really, and I, I actually might get a tattoo of that. I, I need it tattooed somewhere because I need that reminder all the time. And maybe you can relate to this. If you're listening, you know, a combination of wanting to have it all together before I got started, not wanting to look like I didn't know what I was doing, not wanting to be vulnerable and ask for help, not being willing to receive support, not wanting to bother people. I could go on and on. And a lot of that, it it feels real for us, but I think it covers up the deeper fear of like, can I do this? And it started to, again, for me, I had to throw myself into the fire. I had threatened to do bold things in the past. I had equipment to start a podcast for years, but it wasn't until, you know, this opportunity to write a book that cost me, like, to be clear, no one came to me and said, we want to pay you thousands of dollars to write this book. They said, we would like you to pay us a couple thousand dollars and be a part of this program. But I was so bought in that I was willing to push past the times when it got really, really uncomfortable. That combined with being in a community of other people who knew what I was going through. So that first community of other aspiring authors that on the days and there were, so it was a 16 week program. It doesn't actually exist in this form anymore. It was a 16 week webinar program and we'd have to show up and to these calls and um, read out loud a thousand words that we had written. Now to someone who's a really struggling with perfectionism, that was 
terrible. It was like the worst thing I could possibly do. And again, I would go, I would go round and round with myself. I hate this. I want to make up an excuse. I'm too busy for this right now. Shoot. I paid for this. Okay. I got to show up. I'm going to do it. Even if I like, and it was like this inner turmoil, but every single time. And I remember two distinct times I was so deep in the process and so coming up against my own resistance that I, I got on the call ready to quit. Now it was going to be like a cute quit. It wasn't going to be because, right, like we convince ourselves, oh, this isn't a good time for me. And, and look, I'm not saying like some people kind of push back when I say this. I'm calling it on myself. You only you know yourself. Sometimes we really have life happen. But for me, I would show up and it was really an excuse. It was, oh, this isn't the right time. It's just, you know, and it would be like this very like politically correct way of saying like, I quit. I'm not going to continue with what I said I was going to do. And without fail, I would show up to the call. I would at least, you know, be willing to tell them face to face in person. And I would read my excerpt that I wrote for that day. And I remember being so pissed because both times that I showed up, like totally committed to quitting on that day, when I read my excerpt, someone said, I, I can't wait to read your book. Like, I need this book. The world needs this book. Please keep going. And I remember being like, damn it. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. I was so ready. And that's why, like, we need people who are going to remind us why we started. We need people who, who understand, like, the ugh of when you're in the process. And I also believe, for me, I need massive accountability. And that's why hiring a coach like yourself or being a part of a group of others who are going through this transformational process is vital. I personally am not motivated enough to get out of my own way on my own, like in big ways, get out of my own way. But you have to know for yourself what works. I think for most of us though, we thrive in community because our tolerance for discomfort is so much higher as a group. Yeah. And someone who's been there before, who's walked the walk that you're walking through now, I think it's so important to learn from them. Like when I was having my very first retreat, I had no idea how to throw an event. I didn't have any audience. I was like, I mean, I don't know. I just had this desire to host yeah. this retreat. And similarly to Powerhouse, I didn't know it would grow into what it is now. But I remember like calling Lindsay and being like, I don't know what I'm doing. Help. And you're like, it's cool. Me neither, but we got this. Like, yeah. here's what I learned from that experience. And I think it's important to have a mentor who has created something that you want to create and who has done something you you're wanting to step into. And really like acknowledging that that person's going to understand not only how to get there and those steps that you need to take, but also they know when you're going to want to quit, right? Because they've done it before and they know how to get you through that because they've gotten themselves through that before. And I think mm -hmm. that's why it's so important to have a mentor. And then you mentioned the community piece, which I'm so excited to dive into where women listening can get access to such a thing. I experience it all the time with clients who come to me. They're just like, yeah, but I just don't have the people in my circle who are as fired up about something as I am, or they don't see the vision like other people do, like you guys do, right? And I think some people don't know that these communities exist. You can be around people who not only inspire you to dream bigger, but are also showing you that you're not alone in the process. Powerhouse Women is is been that. And I'm just so excited to tell everyone about 
also how we've reimagined the Powerhouse Women event this year because it was growing so much. I almost think it's like kind of interesting how it was growing so much that maybe it couldn't be contained in Arizona anymore because this event has always been in person so far. And of course this year that isn't possible right now (laughs) with everything happening. You completely went back to the drawing board and and came up with this epic idea to get it out to people who wouldn't have otherwise had access to it before. Now looking back, I see just the blessing in making something that maybe was a little bit more of a leap for certain women, whether that's financially or just geographically or with your confidence. It can, it can sometimes take some confidence to step into a room of other powerful women. And now there's really no excuses. So I always say that in here's the tough love piece. If you're not feeling supported right now, it's on you to go and seek out those relationships. And I say that with so much love, knowing that I've been in a place too, where I'm like, but I don't know women like that. And I don't know where to find them, but here's what I do know. Never in my life, at least, has a group of women knocked on my door and said, hey, we heard you're looking for some powerful girlfriends. No, I had to put myself out there. And trust me, I get rejected all the time. Now people are like, oh my gosh, I want to be your friend. I'm like, really? Because for years, nobody really cared that much. But, um, and that's one of the reasons why I think a lot of us create entities out of our own need. I wanted to find something that attracted and brought together and, and these women who were on a similar journey, but also a place where, and, and you can you know, speak to this too, as someone who's been, um, we, we have a strategy, especially the live event, to look for the people who look like they're scared out of their mind to be there. And literally within the first five minutes, you walk in the door, like you will have a new bestie. Like we just know we, we have such a um, understanding of all the different places a woman might be walking into that room. And it's really intentional to create it in a way that no matter how, no matter what story you have coming in to like what it's like to collaborate with women or women are this way, or they're, you know, they're competitive, they're this, that there's spaces where they're not, you know, it's not like we don't all have our own human stuff, but we're committed to getting over that real quick so we can actually collaborate and be there for each other. So that's a little bit of just like, it's hard to put into words truly like the magic of being in that room at the annual event. But when this year started to unfold and it started to become really clear, we weren't going to be together in a space all at one time. I was left with this sadness that I can't even quite describe, not for myself or my business or, I mean, selfishly I was, it's like my favorite day of the year. Literally, like I don't need a birthday. The Powerhouse Women event is like my favorite day of the year. But knowing there were women who were going to be in that room like this year for the first time and they were going to have their breakthrough and I wasn't willing to sacrifice that. So I said, okay, now what? Right. And this word reimagine has kind of been my, my guiding light this year, because it's easy to be like, oh, got to pivot, got to adjust. And you know how much I love a good, like unicorn brainstorming session. I had to get outside of what was possible. I had to first step outside of what was reasonable, what was, what was possible and just be like, okay, like what if, if I were planning this event, knew nothing about planning it before, and I were planning it newly knowing what I now know about what's, what's possible, what would I do? 
And as this vision started to unfold, I realized, you know, we've got women, like you said, in, in Ghana, Africa, we've got women in Malaysia, the UK, all over the world who listen to the podcast. I never considered that there's, there's a lot of women who may not ever get to come and experience this event in the room with us. Why wouldn't we, I mean, COVID or not, but why wouldn't we reimagine it and bring the event to our community in a way that makes it completely accessible? I mean, from the price point to, you know, we're giving a ton of tickets away to, to women who may not be able to afford it and just literally create the whole experience to, like I was saying, eliminate any excuse. If a woman feels like she's meant to be there, meant to plug into this community, there is literally no excuse for why she can't be a part of this year's event. Mm, yeah. And I'm so excited just because it's completely shifting in a way that is even better perhaps mm -hmm. than it would have been if it would have just been this, you know, the, okay, what's next step. Instead, yeah. it was completely taken back to the drawing board and, you know, talked about like, how are we going to reach more people? How are women yeah. going to feel impacted and feel included and, and also feel like they can be a part of this. And so this event is happening September 12th. So you guys will have some time to grab your tickets. What secrets have already already been leaked <laughs> and what secrets can you give away on this Ooh, podcast? Okay. Let me see if I have a, a candy wheeler exclusive. Let me think. Well, first and foremost, I feel like it's, um, this is my favorite part to share about just the vision of it. When I step into the vision of it, it just like lights me up like nothing else. And one of the things that we do really curate is an experience that brings you to another place. So whether you're physically in a room and it's the beautiful decor and like inspiring um, atmosphere with music and like kind of like all senses, right, being stimulated. And there's mimosas, like for those who partake in that, because like, that just makes it, that just shows like, this yeah. isn't a stuffy event. This is just a fun <laughs> event, right? Yeah. But reimagining that piece. I knew that there was a standard I wanted to uphold because right now what, what we need, what I need is to be in a, in a environment, whether it's a virtual room or in person that really does awaken that creativity within me. So no offense to zoom. We love zoom, but this isn't a, like a zoom event. We rented out an entire video studio. I keep explaining it. Like if a live event and like a powerhouse women talk show had a baby, it would be this. So let me just say there are, when I talk about all senses, all different kind of like a very multimedia experience, we've got it. Um, women are going to feel connected to a community, like a truly global community in a way that we've never been able to really show before. So I'll, I'll give you that much. Ooh. And, you know, it just is, I, what I want women to walk away with is to be inspired by what's possible, to, to look at the rest of their year, standing from that place of, okay, if this were the January 1st, right? We love to do planning on January 1st. Let's just say September 12th is like clean slate, new year. Now knowing what we know about the state of the world and, and what's gone on, what would we plan? What would we do? What goals would we set for ourselves? And then to give you the tangible action steps to go and freaking crush that goal and 
serve in a way you know you are meant to serve. Um, so I don't know. Let me see if I can like think of any secrets under wraps. Really, I think you just got to be there. There's yeah. really nothing. I'm like, there's, you just got to be there. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I tell people every time. I try to explain it and I'm just like, yeah, you just got to go, <laughs> you know, because there's, there's, you know, you can talk all about the content and what people get to experience, but it's until you're in that room, whatever room that tends to be, that happens to be yeah. in this year, it's until you're in that room and you're experiencing that type of energy and those types of conversations and understanding that your dreams are not only not impossible, but they're very, very much so uh, achievable and not even as far away as you think they are. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things I've taken away from Powerhouse Women the most is like, wow, actually this crazy dream of mine is actually not so crazy in the first place. And it's like, oh, well then how much crazier can we get? And I know you and I <laughs> were talking about realistic goals versus unrealistic realistic goals earlier today. And um, it's just so interesting because I, I just talked about this on the podcast last episode. It was, it was like, we, we've lost that inner child that, that really had no limits, like that, that, didn't really care to uh, get rejected or, or whatever else. We've, we've lost that sense of imagination when it comes to our goals. We tend to put limits on our dreams or our goals um, as if like just the limits that we think is possible from where we can go right now. But one thing that we've done at Powerhouse in the past is like, what if there was no limits? Yeah. Where would you go with that? Like, where would you go if you actually didn't place these limits on yourself? Like, what would you dream about? And what I realized was that I was like, my dreams weren't even as like crazy, you know, or big. And, and, and I was crazy, like limiting myself. So even if mm -hmm. I did accomplish those, um, it would have been still, like you said, playing at 60% or 70%. So like, what yeah. if you dream that you were a backstage dancer for Beyonce or whatever else? And then what happens? You get invited to do a recital or whatever else. Like, it's interesting what happens when you let yourself dream big and also let yourself share that dream with others around you and, and start to have these types of conversations. And I think yeah. that thing that Powerhouse Women has to offer is like, you get to have these conversations and people not only uh, look, not only not look at you like you're crazy, but look at you like, yeah, you got that. Like 100%, you can do that tomorrow probably. Yeah. And, <laughs> and here, let me connect you with this person who might be able to help. And, you know, yeah. that goes back to that. You're, you're really crazy dreams. And here's how, you know, you're getting close to dreaming big enough. And yeah. no shame if you're, if you realize your dreams are a little small, mine were small for years, even yeah. still, I catch myself wanting to create goals, create, you know, a dream should be so far-fetched. Like I've got to get way like pie in the sky. So I was dreaming quote unquote, when really I was just planning goals and goals yeah. are something like I set a target, I map out the way I'm going to achieve it. And you just missed so much of the magic you miss yeah. like shooting for something. You're like, I don't know even how to come close to creating that, that vision. So who am I going to have to become in the process? And how I started to know that I was getting close to dreaming, you know, big enough being a relative term, but 
really stretching my mind, utilizing my imagination was when it was something so big, I couldn't do it on my own and I had to rely on others. So not only did I have to totally change the person that I was and become a different person, the kind of person who could achieve that thing, but I couldn't do it alone. And now those are my two litmus tests. If I'm launching something or going into doing something, creating a virtual event, it's got to be such a big vision that I couldn't just be like, oh, I've got this. Don't worry, guys. I'll, I'll just get, I'll do this on my own. No, I'm going to set a goal that has me have to stand in this place of, okay, who do I need to become and who else do I need on my team in order to make this happen? And it's freaking uncomfortable every time you guys, this is not like, it's easy for me to say this on a podcast is real cute. No, it's uncomfortable every single time. Yeah. Yeah. I think, oh my gosh, the discomfort of going after something big. I used to think like, oh, I just have to do it this one time. And then I realized like, oh no, you just keep doing it. You just keep getting uncomfortable yep. and it never stops. But at least at this point, you know that you, what you need is someone who's going to believe in you, someone who's going to walk you through the journey, someone who's going to support you and a tribe of people who are going to have your back and going to help you bring that vision to life and going to see it too. And I think those are the two biggest things that I think anyone can take away from this podcast episode is just like, yes, you can. Yes, you are worth it. And yeah. you're not supposed to do it by yourself. And if you could, then you're not dreaming big enough. And yeah. I, I think that's so important. So Lindsay, if you could tell everybody where they can get tickets to this powerhouse women event and yeah, just how they can be involved in all the epicness that this event's <laughs> gonna the this event's gonna bring to people. Oh gosh. Well just even getting to spend the day with you and our whole crew virtually is gonna be such a blast. And like I said, it's, if this would be your first time attending, this is like a pretty low barrier to entry way to attend. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite things that we're really encouraging people to do, those, those who feel comfortable doing so, of course, if you're still social distancing, we love you too. And we can't wait to see you virtually, but we have a lot of women doing watch parties. You know, they're creating community right where they are. Even if it's just having one other girlfriend over or connecting with a woman in the powerhouse, you know, community or the Facebook group and, you know, not doing doing this thing alone. So that's been super fun. All the information is at um, powerhousewomenevent.com. So you can find all the ticket info there. You can like upgrade and go full-fledged. Uh, we call it the ultimate powerhouse experience. So we'll, we'll actually send a gift bag to your house. That's like my favorite part of a live event is planning the swag bags. So we're going to send out a gift bag to um, if you upgrade your ticket and yeah, like just jump in. Like this is, this is your official invitation. I don't believe you're listening to this podcast um, on accident. I think you're listening to this because you're meant, there's something at this virtual experience for you to gain. Could be a new friend, could be one tangible action step that's going to take you a step closer to your big ideas. Um, or it's just going to be inspiration to see that, okay, this chick like wasn't a writer, didn't have like a, a business. And here, you know, now we've got this, worldwide virtual experience happening. And literally you guys, if, if I can do it, if candy can do this, you can do it too. It's just a matter of getting into action. Nothing will happen until you do.
Yeah, you guys would be crazy to miss this, especially how easy it is to attend this year. I think it, it'd be crazy if you didn't look into this and decide to come. I swear every year I'm like telling my community, telling the women like, you guys have got to make it to this event. Um, you will level up. Like it's just naturally going to happen for you. The conversations that are had here are going to require you to really um, you know, step into who you are and who you were meant to be and who you know, <laughs> who you know you um, are at, you know, at the core. So I'm, I'm so excited for everyone that's going to get to attend this. And Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I can probably just sit here and rap with you all day about all things. For sure you know. we could. Yeah, but thank you so much for coming on the podcast and for just being who you are for, for me, for the people in your life, for the community. It's been so epic to have someone like you in, you know, just in my life to, to be, to see as an example of what is possible. You know, you've always been that for me. You've always been somebody who is like, no, you can do this. You got this. Now, like, what do we need to do to make it happen? And I think everyone needs a Lindsay in their life. <laughs> so find yours at the Powerhouse Women event. <laughs> a Lindsay and a Candy. We'll edit that because yeah. you have so been that for me and so much more. Mm. Um, watching your community evolve and just having ours. I think it's such a beautiful picture too of, you know, women who are serving in a similar way and and there's no competition. There's just yeah. love. There's just expansion because there's such a need for the kind of work that you and I and so many others are doing. Mm. So let that be an example to everyone. You know, there, there yeah. really does not have to be this sense of, um, what am I trying to say? Comparison. Thank you. I'm like, <laughs> what's the other one? I, I'm, and that's the thing. It's really yeah. not like in my vocabulary anymore. So it, I literally mm. forget the word, but there doesn't have to be. And you are such a beautiful picture of that. So thank you. Yeah, yeah definitely. And I think that you guys listening should, un, should really look at it, look at this and, and see that as an example, because I don't know, at this point, I'm like, who even has time to compete with people anymore? <laughs> like we're all doing epic things. Yeah. We are, and if anything, like we all need to support each other in this. Like, you know, I like to use the word to like hashtag same team, you guys. Um, yeah. So yeah, that doesn't even exist for us. And I think for everyone listening, it doesn't have to exist for you either. You know, each one of us are put on this earth to do big things, to do epic, you know, it's to live our purpose. And yeah. Yeah, that that is just what I'm seeing is we're forging a new way. It doesn't have to be the way it used to be anymore. So I'm super pumped for this event. You guys listening, I hope to see you there. And for everyone listening, we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in with me on the Words of a Warrior podcast. I am so happy you stopped by and would love to know what you took away from this conversation. If you feel so moved, please feel free to share with a friend and leave us a review on iTunes so that we can keep getting this message into the hands of the people who need it the most. Let us know what you loved, topics you want to hear more of, and your favorite words of a warrior. Until next time, keep taking back your power, following your excitement, and unapologetically living the life you were born for.